Okay, so I am back. I haven't been um, uploading anything for the past two weeks. The first week was because I don't remember if I didn't have time or I forgot or I was procrastinating and then I think I told myself I was going to do it the next day on that Saturday and I didn't and so then I told myself, okay, self-care. I'll just not worry about it because it's nothing it's not something I should be worrying about um too much anyway um especially since no one really knows I'm doing this and it's more of a thing I just put on myself and put on my own schedule so I can surely take it off right um and then the next week was because of some personal reasons I lost a loved one, and another one, another loved one, um, had to go to the hospital, because he had a stroke, and it was not fun, because I'm not living back in my hometown, I'm living five, six hours away now, and so when things like this happen, it's really hard, because sometimes I can't make it back home, um, to see them or to be with loved ones when um, tra- tragedies like that occur. Um, and they, they've happened a lot since I've moved away, unfortunately. And so it was just really hard. And actually, to be fair, I didn't know about the, the man who passed away um, at that time. Um, but I didn't know about the man who had, my, um, neighbor who had a stroke, and that really just bummed me out, of course, and then that week, oh, also, that weekend, my parents came up and visited me, and so I wasn't gonna record anything with them around. Me and my weeks mixed up. Anyway, I had excuses as to why I wasn't I didn't record or publish anything um, the last two weeks, and um, there's 30 minutes left on this Friday, so I wanted to take a break from all of the homework that I've been doing all day. Um, Even though it's due in 30 minutes, um, I guess a few things just have to be late because I think this is important to stay on this day on March 16th because... It's just a big day uh, for me, uh, for many, 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 many reasons. Uh, Some are too personal, even for this, that I don't feel comfortable sharing, even though there's my name or picture or, like, face is not connected with this at all. Um, But I want to talk about some heavy subjects, and if you do listen, if you are listening to this, I will warn you and say that I will be talking about suicide and losing loved ones to that, and I know that's such a heavy topic, and if you don't feel comfortable listening to that, I would, um, stop listening now, um, if 
it's just not the kind of day to be listening to it. Maybe you you would listen to it, but your day right now, today, is just not a good time to listen to it. Then um, I would suggest doing some self-care and not listen. But if you are open to it, if you want to hear some things about it, I'll be talking about losing a loved one and the experience of that and how major that has been in my life. Um, so yeah, so March 16th is a big day. Um, not in a great way. It's, it's just one of those very heavy days, um, that will always stay with me. This day will always be just a weird day, again, for so many reasons. Um, but I want to take you back to six years ago, to March 16th, 2012. And, um, I was a senior in high school, and it was a Friday, which is weird because today is March 16th, and also a Friday. And I went to school, um, just like any other day. It was a Friday, my senior year, like, senior year, you're just so over being in high school. You want to go off to college. You want to, well, you want to have summer. You want that break. You're just over all of the assignments. You just want to graduate, um... And so Fridays just really like bring those feelings out because you're like, oh, the weekend, but you're just like that much closer to this freedom that you think you'll have. But oh my gosh, life gets so much harder out of high school. It's crazy. Anyway, that Friday seemed like a normal Friday, I guess. And, um, this weekend, this, that entire weekend is, like, I just remember every part of it, every part of it, I can't, that won't leave my mind, I, I doubt I will ever forget any of those moments, but I was, I, school was over, and I went home, my friend Bailey, took me home, and we were just talking about whatever, and our friend had broken her leg, like, the day before, and she came to class, and we were trying to figure out how she broke her leg, but she wouldn't tell us, because she was really embarrassed, and she said it was a funny story, but she didn't want to tell anyone yet what happened, and, um, when my friend dropped me off at my house, I told her, hey, let me know if, our, um, if our friend, like, if you find out how she broke her leg, and just, like, text me and tell me, because I, like, really want to know the story, I really want to know why it's so embarrassing, you know, she's like, okay, I'll text you, so I went home, and on Friday, on the weekends, um, I was a part of a, a volleyball team from my church, and, um, on Fridays we had practice and on Saturdays we had games and so and my f- whole family was involved and my um, my so my family after I got home 
we went um, to get pizza for dinner and then to go to the rec center to practice. So we get pizza and I remember this week just being really crummy anyway. I was fighting a lot with my parents and or just with my family in general and I was just like also I'm just like a, a teenager. I'm like I don't want to be around my family and so I remember just kind of being in a weird mood anyway. I'm just riding in the back seat of my family's car and sitting by my brother and we're almost to the rec center, and I'll never forget this place because whenever I'm back home and I drive by this place, like the memories of that parking lot come flooding back into memory. And so we're driving, we're almost there, and I get a text message from the friend who had dropped me off at home earlier. And she texted me and said, did you hear what happened? And so I immediately thought, you know, oh, she found out how her friend broke her leg. She's going to tell me this funny story. So I was like, no, what happened? LOL. I said those exact words. And I remember saying LOL because as soon as I got her reply, I took it back. She said that a classmate of ours, who was a junior, we were seniors, but this, um, guy was a, a junior. Um, Jesus said that he had killed himself. And I remember opening that text message and looking at it and thinking, that kid died. That kid died. That kid killed himself. And that was just like a very, very quick reaction. Then I remember my mind going straight to his friend's all of his friends that I knew he had, and wondering how they felt at this moment. And I just remember just screaming. I remember screaming, no, 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 no. And I remember punching the seat in front of me. My mom's mom, my mom was sitting in the passenger seat. I was sitting behind her, and I just remember punching the seat and yelling no and crying. And I don't, I don't have outbursts like that. I don't punch things like that. I, that That's not normal for me. And my dad... He's just, like, looking at my mom, looking at me, and he just, like, pulls over into this small, like, I don't know, some kind of car place, like, kind of run-down car place um, with a very, very small parking lot, maybe for, like, two or three cars to, like, drive in and out, but that's it, and he parks the car, and my mom is like, what is going on, and I said that this classmate of mine had killed himself. And she just goes, oh my gosh, we just saw him at the awards banquet or awards night the other night that my brother is a part of. She's like, we just saw him two nights ago. We just saw him. We just saw him. And my my brother, who doesn't show emotion, I don't even remember what he did. My dad is quiet, and so he was quiet. He was just like sitting there, kind of stunned. I was just bawling, I was bawling, I was shaking, I was so mad, I was so sad, I was so, so upset, oh my gosh, I can't, 
you just don't have words for that. You don't have words. And I still, six years later, this was six years ago, and I still don't have words to explain how awful that is, how sad it is, how heartbreaking that is. So we go to the rec center, which was which was a block away from where we were at. And I'd kind of collected myself just a little, not much, but just a little, going to the gym. And some of the people there did go to the school that I was at at the time and somewhere from the area or from around the area. And I said, did you hear? And they said, yes. And I, and I remember another girl crying who went to school with me. And there was just a, a moment of like, we don't know what to say. And I think we prayed. I'm pretty, we prayed. And then I remember starting to practice volleyball. And I remember going from, okay, this feels normal, to like, oh my gosh, this kid killed himself. And one second I was playing volleyball, and the second I was on my knees bawling. I couldn't it just kept hitting me over and over and over for several days after like this happened this happened to someone I knew this is someone this happened to someone I interacted with not much by any account but I did but this oh it was so wild in all the worst ways And so we got through, I got through the weekend. Still so crazy. People kept bringing it up, asking me about it. And then Monday came. And so I'm a senior in high school at the time, like I said. And even though I'm a senior, you know, I have my license. I was still riding the bus to school. It was an hour-long bus ride. And I rode the bus because I, one, didn't have a car. I didn't have money to get a car, to have a car. But also because my best friend, that's where I met my best friend when we were in fifth grade. And um, we never got to really see each other outside of school. And so that was our time to, like, be together. Like, she had a car. She could have driven to school, but she didn't. She rode the bus, the hour-long bus ride, so we could catch up and talk and hang out because that was really just the only time we had to be together and so we so the whole bus is talking about it of course and we're sitting in the very back like the cool kids in the very back seat (laughs) um and we're just so still so heartbroken but still but so scared to walk into school because we're both the kind of people that, like, we see someone crying, we're going to cry. <laughs> but also, if we see someone cry, we don't know how to react either. We don't know how to comfort them in the ways they want to be comforted. Comforted. Um, so we were just bracing yourself for all the crying of all the people being upset. And of all the people that probably weren't going to be there. And we were just so... We were just scared of what everyone was going to be saying and the conversations that we were going to be having that Monday, the first day back. 
from this insane tragedy. So we like pull up to the school in the bus and we see a couple people gathered around his normal parking space where he would park his truck most of the time. We're like, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So get off the bus. Still terrified. And we like walk into the school holding hands because we don't know what else to do. And I, whenever I tell the story, I say this every time. We expected people crying. We expected people to be talking about this and going over and over and over about this and just a lot of noise, a lot of conversation, a lot of crying. And what actually happened, what actually took place was so much worse, like a thousand times worse than what we could have ever expected, what we ever expected. Because as we walked in holding hands, before school started, everyone's out in the hall, just like normal, and there was dead silence. Dead silence, and I'm not trying to exaggerate it, I'm not trying to get emotions out of anyone who's listening but it was dead silent I have never heard more silence I've never experienced more silence even in a room by myself with no without a tv playing without music in the background without any kind of noise I've never heard something so quiet Everyone was standing there in their normal places, in their normal friend groups, by their lockers, holding their books for their first hour class in their hands, standing there with people, not saying a word, not saying a single word. And no one, the principal didn't come over the intercom and say, we're having a moment of silence. No one said, hey, don't talk. No one had words. Not a single person had words. No one knew what to say. So we walk into senior hall. We get our books. No one, still no one has said a word. Not a single word. I cannot stress that enough. There was no sound. The building was full of students, but the building felt empty so freaking empty so the bell rings still no talking we all walked to our first hour class still not a word has been spoken we sit in our assigned seats cause good old high school assigned seating still no talking (laughs) and it just felt so empty I can't I can't I can't say these things enough 
The school was so empty. The room was so empty. And everyone was there. Every single person was there. Everyone went to school that day. In every class. They went to school. We didn't have anyone absent. But it was so, 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 so empty. So the class starts and my first art teacher was a man who was so monotone, so very serious, so straight to the book. And so we all expected, we all knew that he'd like come up to his little podium and just start class. We didn't want class, but we knew what happened. We're like, okay, here he comes, you know. He has his lesson plan in his grading book and his hands walks to the podium. And the serious, the most serious person I've ever met in my life, the most monotone person I've ever met in my life, the most emotionless person I've ever met in my life, gets up to his podium and he goes, well, before before we start class, before we start this lesson, I just want to say that we have counselors here today and they'll be here for the rest of the week if you need to talk to someone. And that's all he could say before he just broke down into tears. He bawled. <laughs> and that is terrifying. And that is... Uh, these These memories will stick with me for the rest of my life. For the rest of my life. Because that does something to you. To see a man who's never shown an emotion more than just being serious. If serious is an emotion. Just break down crying. Just break down sobbing. And he said, we can't have class. We can't do this. I can't do this. So he turns on the TV. I, like, this is not something he would do. Ever. Ever. Like, in most classes that you take anywhere, like, you're going to get off the subject for a little bit. This guy does not. He is straight to the point. He will lecture the entire time. Straight up lecture. Will not curve into any other side subject. Will not. Will not. But he turns the TV on and we watch American Pickers. And he's like, is this good? And we're like, yes, please, let's do something that gets our mind off of all this. And so for 45 minutes, we watched American Pickers for my first hour class. So insane. Second hour comes, and I'm in math class. My math teacher comes up, and he kind of does the same kind of spiel. We have counselors here. If you need to talk to anyone, you need to step out. Step out. And he said, we're not going to learn math today. I'm not going to teach you anything in math. We're not going to do a lesson. But he said, we have to move on. And it's not fun, and it's not easy. But we have to move on one day. One day we're going to have to do normal things. And so he said, today we won't learn math, but tomorrow we will. 
Because life has to move forward, even if it sucks, even if it's so hard. And he told us about his experience just his last hour class because the student we lost was in his first hour class. And he talked about the open, the empty seat that he had to face. The, the very visible empty space that his entire first hour class had to look at and dwell with for 45 minutes. heartbreaking it's heartbreaking so after he talked about that he sat down on his desk and kind of just sat there he played music I think he was most teachers that plays music you know we all have one of those teachers until one girl raised her hand and she's like actually I can't do this can we learn math can you just teach us something in math, I gotta. I have to get my mind off of this, and I need some kind of normalcy. And he jumped out about his chair, and everyone's like, "Yes, I want to learn math." And like, I even was joining the cor- the chorus of students who were dem- like requesting for a math lesson. Like, we don't. I don't do that. We don't do that. But my teacher jumped out. He's like, "Yes, please let me." do something normal so we had math class and math and it was normal and it was awful at the same time and the day went on we didn't do anything in any of our classes we really couldn't the teachers couldn't we were sitting in each class and every so often seeing one of the math teachers walk out of her room crying she couldn't stay in there for very long and she just had to walk the halls just kept walking the halls and then some other classmates would walk the halls because they couldn't stay in these places because it was so hard it was so hard it's still so hard oh my gosh it's still so hard That day and those days will stay with me forever. Because not everyone in the school knew who this guy was. He was act—he was very popular. He was very nice. He was very kind. But not everyone knew him. But it affected so deeply everyone in that school. And I still don't have words for it. Sometimes it just still, like, even in this moment, six years ago, still blows my mind. Still breaks my heart. It it just, it, it makes me want to say so many things and wants me to keep quiet all at the same time (laughs) because I don't have the words to say but I also have so many words to say because you, you don't know 
how much you affect people and how many people you affect. I've been there. I've been down those roads that he was on. And I don't want to go back. I don't want to feel those things again because I can't. Those are the worst. Those were the darkest of times. And so when things like that happen, when I have loved ones who do this, who are affected by this, who I lose from this, it hurts so bad. Even people I don't even know, I hear news stories, I read news stories that affects me so bad because I know what they're feeling. Or know what they felt. And that's that's so unfair. If there's anything I hate in this world, it's suicide and what it tells people. What it makes people believe. It's so unfair and so disgusting. I don't have words for it. But I still, I also have many words for it. I wish there was a way to just get rid of all of it. Get rid of all those feelings for good. Because no one, no one, no one, no one deserves to feel that way ever. Not even an ounce of it. Not even an ounce of it. It's so dark and disgusting and hurtful. So if you're feeling this way, or if you felt this way, or if you one day in the future feel this way, know that people have also felt this way and are also feeling that way, and that you're not alone in that and I know I know it feels that way I absolutely 110,000% know that it feels like you're all alone even if your loved ones don't understand or don't take the time to understand or have left you or have hurt you in whatever way little or big if you've lost your job something bad has happened to you if you've made a big mistake know that people have also been there and I know and that's all I know to say that you're not alone And I know it's so hard to believe. I know. I've been there. I know what it feels like to think that no one understands. Or that no one cares. Or that no one gets it. 
or no one even knows that you're feeling those ways. I get it. I know that it's very lonely. It's a very lonely feeling to feel that way. But looking back, I see that I wasn't. It took a long time for me to see that, but it was there, and I can promise you that it's there for you too, maybe in the weirdest ways possible, in the people you don't expect, and sometimes you just have to be there for yourself, and I know that's crappy, but sometimes, sometimes you, you really are all that you have. And that doesn't mean you're alone. Because there's people you haven't met yet. Who understand you. There are people that you know. That understand you. But you don't know that they understand you. And they don't know that they understand you. And things that I've learned. Since then. Um things like it gets better but I hesitate from saying that to people because I know it's absolutely it's almost impossible to believe if you if you get to that point I understand but I've learned that it's true and I know even saying that isn't helpful I know it's not But it's what I've learned. It's what if I what I've experienced. That you won't always have these feelings. I don't know how they go away. I don't know how they went away for me. One day I just woke up and I I said I can't. I can't. And I fought back. And it wasn't until years later I started choosing life. I went through this long phase of choosing life, of doing everything I could to create things. As big as creating a garden to as small as creating paper snowflakes, which sounds funny. But there were moments that I had to remind myself that I was not just made to destroy or to be destructive. But I was also capable of creating, of making life, of choosing life, of chasing life. That sometimes even though I felt destructive and that's all that's the only word that could describe me I had to remind myself that that's not the only side of me that's not the only story and these stories aren't the only stories I have to share that we're all more than just one story we're all more than just one thing that's happened to us or one thing that we've done or one thing that we've said or more
we're more than just the one good thing and we're more than just the one bad thing. We have so many stories to tell. And we have so many stories to hear. And we need to hear your story. And you need to hear our stories. And that doesn't, that can't happen unless you stay. But I want you to stay. When you can choose that. I want you to choose that. Whoever you are, whoever has spent like 30 minutes listening to this, if you made it this far, please, please know that I want you to stay. If any of those words mean something to you, and I hope they do, please know that you are more than all the things that are weighing you down. Just like every post I've made, deep breath. (laughs) So I'm going to end there because I just, I don't have more words. (laughs) I I have words and I don't have words, that kind of thing. Um, If you happen to listen to almost these whole 40 minutes um shout out to you um and I will try to think of something maybe more upbeat next week and hopefully we can I'll have something encouraging to say um then deep dark stories that are heavy, um, but I, w- I wanted to share that, I wanted to get that out, um, for me, and for anyone who may possibly need to hear any of the words I just said, I don't even know if I said words, <laughs> that made sense, but here they are, they've already been said, they've already been recorded, so, I will see you next week. Uh, Thanks for listening.